Yo, but check one, two, one, two. Hot cut. Uh. I'm from the place where hardcore is This is the link up. This is the link up. This is the link up. Views from the staff to the world that we back. This is the link up. This is the link up. This is the link up. From the staff, tell the world that we back Ladies and gentlemen, grab a drink, let's get settled in Here's another dose of some audio medicine Fresh sports reports, pure adrenaline We do it for the love of the game, not the Benjamins My check, one, two, one, two Yo The link up Okay, we're here with another episode of the Link Up. Some good Champions League matches happened over the weekend. Um, we're with the usual guys, Lita and Moipi, and we've got a special guest for tonight. Uh, Gabriel, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me here. Appreciate it. Uh, I know you're United, a United fan. How are you feeling after last night? Uh, you know, United can be disappointing uh manager can be disappointing so you know what we it's the end of the season at least so we can move on look forward to the next one yeah but we'll get back to united i think at the end mm. there's a lot to discuss i think but we'll start off with um the champions league and the first game that happened was uh psg versus atalanta um for me it was a pretty uh, PSG didn't play that well. It kind of looked like their tactic was to give it to Neymar. Um, Lita, what do you, what did you think about PSG's uh, performance on the night? Um, you know, coming into to, to the match, you know, a side like Atalanta's kind of became in a bit, I'd say, a bit fresher in terms of uh, games under the the belt after lockdown, um, and you know, obviously the attacking style and. Um, you know, that would put pressure on any uh, back line. But with a, a talented side like uh, PSG, even though they were missing uh, Di Maria, uh, Marco Verratti as well, um, you know, they would they were always going to... It was never going to be a, a straightforward game. And I know some people were, were probably hoping and, and probably siding towards uh, Atalanta in terms of... Um, um, in terms of... Um, just, just, just uh, beating PSG, and you know, with PSG, Neymar, I think, took it on his shoulders. I mean, this is an opportunity that the club has to win the Champions League. I mean, I don't think they'll have a better opportunity than a single a game a knockout where you know they can just rely on their best players. And I think that's exactly what happened with um, Neymar. You know, even though he missed a couple of easy ones, but he played very well. You know, up until the final third. But he was also someone who was, you know, try, looked like he was trying a bit too much, you know, with the pressure. He was lucky, though, in, in, in fairness, that there was no fans because I think they would have probably gotten it uh, uh, on his back in terms of the, the chances that he missed and all that. So PSG, PSG did well to win it, man. PSG did well They shouldn't well be uh, getting on his back. I feel like they should be getting on the 10 other players' back because they were doing fuck all. <laughs> But Neymar's Neymar. That's the thing. Neymar, he the way he plays, he attracts 
attention from the players, he attracts attention from the fans. So I think like uh, someone who uh, uh, who probably is lucky is the manager. Uh, you know, he probably is lucky that he has good players, very, very good players in his side. Um, and, yeah. you know, he doesn't really rely on his system and, and the start and, and the setup uh, too much. And, you know, he can bring on Mbappe and, 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 and a big guy up front in Chuba Moting to, to, you know, turn things around. So, um, PSG, let's see what they can do. Let's see if Neymar can can, can keep uh, um, delivering, you know, because semi-final... Oh, no, actually, um, sorry, mm-hmm. touch on there with what you said, is I don't the fact that they brought in Neymar, and I think it's happened with Juve a little bit as well, where you bring in this player to win you the Champions League, but it doesn't entirely work like that. You don't bring in um, Ronaldo or Neymar and say like, hey, okay, the rest of the squad can just be as is because then you get uh, the situation that they're in. Um, Yeah, but Moipi, what did you think? I mean, Tuchel looked pretty uninspiring on the bench with his leg brace. Um, But what did you think of the game? Well, I think you're... I think everyone was just rooting for Atalanta to hold on and just hold on, hold on, hold on. You could see how how tired they were getting. I think they reminded me of Man United in the last few weeks where like that back line was just breaking down, breaking down. And I, I was rooting for them so badly. like, um, <laughs> But Neymar was just tearing them up down that left side, bro. So uh, I think I, I think you're right saying that the, the, the manager got so lucky. The manager got so lucky. And obviously, um, Mbappe wasn't, wasn't 100% fit, obviously, right, when they put him on. So I think he, he we were just throwing everything on at the end. And Chopo Monting, wow, right place, right time. Can't hate on it at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty <laughs> swag that you have to bring on a guy from Stoke to get your Champions League <laughs> winner. But, right. All right, but... um. Yeah, we're going to move on to the um, Atletico game. Uh, for me, I feel like I, that was the least enjoyable game for me, but I enjoyed it um, mm. for different reasons. I think it was a good like tactical battle between the good sides, but it wasn't that entertaining. Um, mm. Yeah, I know you're pretty into... Um, the deeper aspects of football, Gabriel. What did you think about the tactical duel between Nagelsmann and Diego? It was brilliant, I'd say. I thought that um, Nagels did a really good job. I initially thought to myself that Atletico is going to walk over these guys and they, they have no chance of progressing, especially without Timo Werner. Because Timo Werner was, he wasn't just a goal scorer, but he, watching them play, he linked up quite well with anybody in the final third for them to be able to score their goals. So to be able to see them match Atletico's defensive ability with their own, as well as um, outplay them offensively was, I thought it was a joy to watch. Personally, for me, I think that was my favorite game of the tie as as a neutral watcher. And uh, yeah, it was it was an excellent game in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Lita, I actually thought that you guys, oh, well, I think there was a pretty common narrative that you guys ruined Leipzig's chances of progressing since you 
uh, <laughs> Timo Fulham, and for some reason he decided he didn't want to play in the Champions League, which I think he might mm. just come to regret. Um, <laughs> but you got your strike at the end of the day. Uh, but did you enjoy the game? Like you said, Brian, it was it was probably not the most entertaining uh, uh, game just to the eye. Um, but um, as as Gabriel put it, you know, it was a great, uh, great uh, match in terms of the tactical, uh, um, just intuition from the both from both from both sides, you know. But for me, I'm kind of disappointed in uh, Simeone because he's been here. He's you know he's been um, exposed to this uh, 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 sort of level before. Whereas Nagelsmann, you know, he's a young coach, but he's never really brought any side in in, in knockout football in the Champions League. Um, and for him to be to to basically um, um, tactically outclass an experienced guy in in, in Simeon who's got his side, you know, probably obviously it hasn't been the best season overall for them, but he's been there for a while, so he should know his side and and how um, they should should play. For me, I compare it to how to what Pep did when when we finally get to to the City match, but they they sort of I don't know if they they, they didn't really back their team enough, you know. For me, in, in like in terms of guys like Felix, uh, uh, not really getting in, 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 like on the pitch until uh, second half, and then you got uh, Diego Costa starting, and then it's like it's a bit of like yeah, I, I don't know if they really if they went. I don't, I, obviously, I don't know if Atletico can go at any team, but I would have expected a bit more than you know just the typical Atletico. When you play a team, no matter how talented, no matter how talented Nagelsmann is as a coach and and some of these players up and coming, um, but you know when you've got better players in the park, this, the the the, the cockers of this world, Costas, even though at his age um, he's probably dwindling a bit, but you've got better players. Felix when he comes on, um, I think Morata also came on or started. Uh, but so like it's it's it was a bit it was a bit like ah man like Atletico you had a chance you know you two finals that you lost uh, to a strong Real Madrid hey. side this is your chance Real Madrid out yeah it was a bit disappointing. Yeah, but I mean, look, I really like Nagelsmann. I mean, I've read a lot that he or Setia eyeing him for a pep replacement. Yeah. Um, ah, I'd have some of him and Opam oh, uh, that uh, central defender. Kind of, yeah. yeah he... <laughs> It's a difficult name, that one. <laughs> yes, I just stopped myself. But he's like, um, he's obviously known as a, a sort of laptop manager, these young um, managers who rely on data analysis and more on computers than, um, you know, the actual intuition, but do you really? see him possibly? Uh, yeah, I think I think so. I've, I mean, that's what I've 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 read about him. Um, it's very it's a very clash of styles between him and Simeone. I think which probably represents the two. I think age of managers. You don't agree? Um. No, I've never, I've never heard the the fact that he, uh, that he was what, what do you call him, a PC manager, uh, a laptop manager, a laptop manager. I've never no, heard it's that. Not a, it's not a sort of a dig at him at all. Yeah. 
No, no, okay, no, I, I just wanted you to, to explain that to me because I'd never heard it. I was like, wow, okay, that's pretty harsh. <laughs> no, just oh. obviously in the, in, the, in the modern day era that there's a lot of um, data and stats that are given to you. So obviously yeah. if you grew up in this, um, you're used to that. And the older managers are used to sort of scouting players by eye, going to games, coaching yeah. in these type of way, ways where the newer manager operates in a different way of style. He turned down um bang wait, where was he going? He was going he was going to Inter. And I think he was the wrong guy. I'm thinking of someone in my bed. Hey? I think <laughs> I, I think <laughs> No, I think he was tied for Bayern. Yes. As most German managers as most successful German managers are. Ah, but yeah, just to touch up on that, the laptop managers, do you think that, because um, of course there are going to be a lot of younger managers using laptops, PCs, data analysis, etc. Do you think that the managers like Simeone who don't rely on statistics and stuff are sort of going to phase out or sort of going to become outdated? Um, for example, I believe Mourinho is finished. I think he's an outdated manager. That's exactly manager. where I was. And I don't uh, think he uses stats or data or whatever. So is is that how it's going to be? Or do we still think that some of these managers have a place in football in the next 10 or so years? Um, I definitely think that, not to back Mourinho, but I do think <laughs> the top managers do have a place in football. I just think they need to find, obviously, their, I'd say their range of players has diminished considerably over the years. But if they find like Atletico found, they've got they've got the right players that fits the style, and I think Mourinho has to find those type of players as well because I think he does get the best out of a particular player. But the the players that sort of are most praised in this age are the ones that unfortunately he is going to probably fall out with um, <laughs> the ones that need a hand or an armor on their shoulder who need a handshake after they've had a stinker. Um, and I believe that these managers just won't give it to them. But um, I do think like mm. managers who have, have played football, who still have that link between the two eras, like a Lampard, um, they still embody those type of um, characteristics in the game mm. today. But so yeah, just I mean. just just on that uh, on on your point, Gabriel. Um, I think you know someone. I think there will be for the top top managers. There will need to be a sort of a balance between the two. And I think the person who does that um, quite well. I don't know necessarily how how much he leans towards the the, the sort of stats, uh, but I know he leans towards other people that have uh, better expertise than he has. Um, and that's Jurgen Klopp. He the people that he has around him are probably as just as crucial as he is to to his setup he like he speaks a lot about you know in making sure if he doesn't know something he brings in the best people in the business and, and the people that he trusts and who we know that will work who have the sort of the same mentality as him but who are, are brilliant at what they do and 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 he you know that is probably where Mourinho um 
just because just for his personality, Mourinho. You know, he's not someone. It's either he's someone you really like or he's someone you'll be like, yeah, I'm irritated. I really don't, you know, want to <laughs> run as much for you. And Mourinho is that someone where, as Brian says, you know, he he needs a team that can 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 sort of play uh, Mourinho's uh, type of football, but those players don't necessarily when he gets those players they don't necessarily come with the personality you know what I mean so yeah. and that's where he clashes with most uh, 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 players it's not necessarily the talent but it's the personality clashes so Mourinho is falling oh. behind but he's he's that person that can you know can can um, what's this uh, excite any player at any given time and get a team fired up you know so he'll still have a place in football but that level of, 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 of where, you know, you this, like in the Alex Ferguson type coaches are sort of dwindling away a little bit. But do you guys, okay. do you name. guys think, um, sorry, Brian, do you guys think Mourinho's finished because his tactics are done or because these new age players still don't fuck with him? But I, both, I think. I would, I'd, I'd say a bit of both, yeah. I'd say Mourinho's style just doesn't mesh with the current football that's happening right now. I think yeah. that he tries too hard to hold on to what isn't working and he's stubborn. We talk about the stubborn uh, English managers, you know, or managers who've been managing teams like Burnley and Brighton, uh, those guys who just don't want to change and they're not going to progress. They're just happy sitting mid-table just above uh, 15th place or whatever it is. But Mourinho's the same. This guy hasn't changed his style. He hasn't changed the way he is with certain players. He doesn't grow. And because he's not growing with the game, people figure out the best way to break him down or break down his defense. Mm -hmm. And uh, instead of taking responsibility for that, he's going to blame the players. And granted, as a player, as a professional, whatever the manager needs you to do, you need to do it, right? But just mm -hmm. in terms of managing and tactics, etc., there's no ways that Mar I'm calling it Mourinho's never winning a major trophy again. I don't wow. know. So long as he doesn't change, he's not winning a major trophy again. <laughs> so just, 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 to back up, just, just to just slightly back up what Gabriel is saying in terms of, of his coaching style. Just like just watching yeah. some of these uh, trailers and, 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 and shots of the um, of the all I think what is it, the Amazon special on, on, on Tottenham. Yeah, where you know he's still pushing the whole narrative of be aggressive, be bastards, and 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 bastards don't uh, what's this nice people don't win much, you know bastards win, and then you know you can't be too nice, and that's where like that's the theme of of what you you'd say in these team talks, and I hope I see more than that because because I mean that's a bit outdated because you'd see like some of their faces like Christensen, I mean Christensen, um, Ericsson when you're still there, and he'll just you can see his face, he's like, hey bruh, like you know. Like shouting that these lighties anymore does not work at these days. They they have <laughs> too much information. So you shouting at them, they will think uh, number one they know more than you about particularly their own game. They'll know they'll think they know more than you, or they'll just be like, yeah. you know, we've seen we've seen all your videos, but we know how you are. Like, is there anything more? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You can't. You know what Mourinho does. Now when he's in your team, he's gonna say the same thing he said to to Robert, Robert Huth and 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 John Terry back in the day. Like it's, it's it's like yo, bro, okay, we've seen your videos. Anything else? You know, where's that <laughs> that impact gonna come from Mourinho? Where you're like, oh crap, this guy's a genius. You know, maybe and that's okay, comes with a bit of age. I don't know. Maybe he's 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 
his light is kind of fading a bit. I don't know. Let me cape for Mourinho a bit <laughs> and ask you guys. Um, obviously, when he first came, he he said um, that he has changed and important in his new coaching staff. And I think yeah. that I don't think he meant he will change like himself. I don't think you can really change your core values and morals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think he meant more on the pitch. And he, Bergwijn, when he came, I mean, he did play. He played well until he got injured. He had that goal against City. And I think we should just give him a chance to see maybe what they do in the summer. And the impact that he should or could have had on the pitch is limited to what he had to work with. And that squad is not much. I mean, right. you've got an absolute liar. You've got an absolute liability there on the right at right back. The midfield is dead, and Ndombele was. I wouldn't say finished, but he was on the peripheral, still under Pochettino. The Kane injury killed them. Deli Ali has never been the same, and it's a bit <laughs> of a task to put that on Mourinho to suddenly bring back the Deli of old, and Lucas and. Yeah, and Lamella. Brian, Son, I'll tell you that, that squad I'll is better this, than, uh, than Leicester you, City squad, though. <laughs> exactly, way better. True, Brian, but um, ah, Brandon Rogers has had a whole preseason to work with what he's got. Brian, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'm just seeing now, like, just what we were talking about, about, about Mourinho and how he likes to build his team. You can see, but the, 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 just the Joe Hart uh, transfer. That it's, it's said to be confirmed. He is looking to get personalities in that dressing room already. That's his. That looks like he's one of his first things that he's oh, trying they to just do. Need a, they just need a second and, keeper. Well, well, is, well, 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 what's this? Is is thing not back yet? Loris is in, and then Gazinga. Well, well, is Gazinga um, no longer good enough anymore? Is he contract? Is he? He's, I'm assuming he wants to maybe go be a number one somewhere else. You don't know. <laughs> but that's what, but, but, but you never, but I'm just saying from what it looks like from my point of view, you can already see what he's trying to do. Get personalities in. So let's just, let, um, like I said, I don't know. Why he can't but base that on, off, off Joe Hart signing. No. <laughs> like I said, the starting already, like the sign. The first oh, sign so I'm fun. seeing is like, mm, okay. Like, let's, but like I said, Brian, let's see if he's changed. This is what I'm talking about, right? Let's see if he's changed. As, as as a manager, let's see because he started for like I'm I'm sorry, but the Tottenham side that we saw post lockdown, it was it was kind of like like they didn't play, they didn't do I don't know, they didn't do anything exciting. It was still kind of the the, the yeah. more I don't want to put results based, but it was let's get wins. I don't care how we win, and you how how hamstrung was he with injuries and and and, and etc. After lockdown, Brian, because and he you, worked you, like he was working his boys in the park during lockdown, all that he worked. So what changed after lockdown? Not much. You you can actually say it's a results based. Look at the game when Man United played against Spurs. Uh, Spurs were just happy sitting back, and then I think one of the commentators even said, if the crowd was there, they wouldn't be having that. They'd be booing this team, yeah. but it helps Mourinho because now he can do what he wants. He can get his players to play however they want, so long as they get the results. It's uh, yeah. his style of play is not going to change, and I don't know how for somebody who's as intelligent as he is, because he is quite an intelligent manager. Like you'll see when he was on Sky Sports before he got hired by Spurs, the analysis he was making of the games at halftime after the game, saying certain things. I was thinking to myself, this guy actually he should never go back into management 
Stay where he is. Analyze these games. You're really intelligent. You're respected on Sky Sports. And then he goes back to Tottenham and then he plays the way he plays. No, man. He, <laughs> he's finished. It's result-based and it just doesn't and, and work. Listen, and and, and, listen, <laughs> and the thing is, just to add another thing, Brian. Mourinho's style might be successful. I'm not saying his style won't be successful, but he would need for me need proper backing from from Daniel Levy, and I don't think he's gonna get that because he will need to bring in some some more some I don't know some some more how can I put it uh, uh, men. You would need to bring in some more men for Mourinho <laughs> to get what Mourinho da- wants to get from a side. I remember his Chelsea days. Ivanovic, you would play crucial roles in the team. You'd be like, hey, bro, this guy can't really tap a ball, but he will bulldoze his way into to to set pieces, etc., etc. So like, I just I, I for me Mourinho, if he says he's changed. I don't think, as you said, Brian, his probably style of play won't change. And you know, as all of us do, you revert to 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 type when you you under pressure and when things are not going exactly as you want them to. And that's what Mourinho will do at the end of the day. And without better and 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 probably players who will be on 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 better form like the Deli Ali and 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 um, Sissoko, even and he loves Sissoko. And Sissoko is just a Mourinho type player. Run. Scop run, yeah. and that's all you do. Like for me, <laughs> if, I hope you know he gets the backing because that's what he needs. He wants to change the style or win stuff with the style that he has now. He'll have to get a lot of backing upstairs, and I, I don't, I doubt they're really doing free transfers here and there. It's gonna be tough. Just one fucking second, people. <laughs> <laughs> If you take a choice from Burnley, Brian, how do you think it's a choice from Burnley? I don't care with Joe Hart, he's washed. You think it's a good choice? I'm sure Burnley? he could even, he might even be third choice behind Gazaniga and Marie because exactly. Abraham that, signed a, that, a third term, at a, what, a short term contract this season. Exactly, and that will go back to my point of he's trying to bring in some voices in the gym because you know. Well, what's Joe Hart going to do? He's brainwashed. You think, you think <laughs> Delhi Ali is going to listen to Joe Hart? Who hasn't played for England in over how many years? Come on. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> talking about uh, outdated managers or not, uh, I don't know, we spent so much time on a dude who's not even in the Champions League. Um, <laughs> Pep, uh, Pep Guardiola, again, um, too much tinkering for me. All you need to do is play your best players. And you'll beat uh, Leon. I don't think uh, they're all that. Um, I think maybe they were a little bit scared after uh, he saw what they did or how they played against Juve. Um, but yeah, unnecessary. And he's definitely staying, I think. I don't think he'll leave. Um, mm. But Moipia, how did you see that mm. game? Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, saw, I saw most of that game. Um, and I remember the first thing that I saw was like, Fernandinho, wait, where's this guy playing? Is he, is he, is he holding midfield? Is he playing right back? And I'm like, this guy's center back again. And I was like, nah, come on, Pep. Um, this, I think, I think at the end of Pep's reign at City, it's all going to be about his, his, his decisions of, of, of managing defenders and the defenders he's bought and how he's used them. Because he's like, you're creating your own chaos. I think everybody... Every, everyone in football keeps on saying you want to win the league, you, you need a good defense sort of thing. And this man is, like you say, just tinkering every week, playing people in, 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 in different positions. But you know what? They, sh- they still should have won that game. I think, I think Raheem had a, had a couple stinkers there. Um, but at the end of the day, it falls on Pep. 
I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, for yeah. me it does as well, but I really, I didn't like, I know it was a crucial, crucial moment, but I don't like how the defeat kind of fell onto Raheem's lap. It um, should. In, hey, in, in the grand in the grand scheme of things, no, because from the from the get go they didn't play well at all. So how can you um, sort of put ninety minutes on on one player for missing an opportunity at a crucial point? Look, that's 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 not just an opportunity. That is, he should be locked up for missing that. To be honest, that thing was it's on a plate now. You score that, it's two one. You're losing. You score that, it's a different game. Either you go on to win it because you're playing on momentum and it's Man City, it is possible for you to go on and win it. Or you take it into extra time and Pep can try and review whatever wasn't working throughout the 90 minutes because he is a smart manager. So he will probably figure out something within those last 30 minutes if he couldn't figure out in 90 minutes. I do blame him though. I don't understand his reasoning for changing the the formation, changing the tactics, uh, playing so many holding players, trying to play a defensive game when he knows that you've got players like Garcia who's young. He's not probably going to be able to adjust to a change in formations or tactics so suddenly when it hasn't really been happening that often throughout the season. But you're going to change it against Lyon. But that aside, Pepe aside, I think we all understand that he made a mistake. But that Sterling miss, at first it was, I think Jesus missed as well when he tried yeah. to do an overhead kick for some or other Avani. reason. He had time and space, and he just flopped that. But at that point, I think it was 1-1. But Sterling's miss, was, you can't do that. As a pro, as a professional, you, you can't do that. <laughs> That's just, oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, I mean, it's bro. not the first time we're seeing that from Sterling, to be fair. But, yeah, yeah I just think... You know, I agree with everything you're saying, but I just think you can't you can't escape use him as a skateboard basically. I really don't um I don't right. like that. Like, I think Edison's <laughs> even Edison's uh eighty I think it was like the eighty fifth, eighty sixth minute where there was some shocking keeping. Like you've seen that at, up until the last minute, all you need is a goal, you can still get it, but there's, I don't know if no one's expecting that, if everyone's expecting that from Edison, but not a peak for him. <laughs> I think the thing yes, is, as well, like, is that in a game where everybody's playing bad, sorry, Lita, to, to interrupt. Um, in yeah, a game no where everybody's playing bad, you look at moments. Or in a game where a team isn't necessarily playing that good, you start looking at moments. And that moment with Edison, yes, it was it, it was bad. But the main moment, or if you look back on the game and you think to yourself, what happened? It was Sterling missed, a sitter, an open goal, <laughs> basically. And right after that, Leo scored a third, you know? So I think that's, that takes a, that plays a big role in it. And um, I, I personally, I also think that the referee was on Leo's side that game. Uh, the, mm. the offside, was that the that was the second goal, yeah. So I think it was offside. I believe it touched uh, Dembele, or was it Dembele or the other player? Sorry, uh, Dembele scored the goal. Yeah, I believe it touched his heel and he was in an offside position when the ball came towards him. So why they didn't call offside, I don't know. And Laporte was fouled 
leading up to that goal as well in that moment as well so it just it's it's beyond me it makes no sense to me why why that would happen except unless uefa is upset because man city (laughs) sort of won the case and they're like look we're gonna make sure that you guys feel it in this (laughs) round but outside of that well i don't know i don't know (laughs) Brian, you like just have to echo what Cable uh, um, said earlier about Pep. You have to, um, you know, like the buck has to stop with him. Uh, you, I know people are looking at Sterling and the miss, but Pep. That's what I'm saying. The way the way a team starts for me, if if City start score two early goals, start well, score two early goals, Leon are nowhere. You know that game could be uh, wrapped up by by the 60th minute. For me, we have to look in the past. You know. Um, Pep has been here for quite, like, I think this, this is his third, if not fourth season. And he has coasted during the group stages in each of the competitions. But when it comes to the important game where, you know, the, the all right, eyes on him. forget what type of groups they always Exactly, exactly. And now when, <laughs> when the thing is, when we have to look at him as, as, as a manager when it matters most. And for me, you know, he's a great manager when he has the best players. At City, he's got, I mean... Flipping war chest and that he can pick that he that he can literally pull out from any time he needs to and wants to, and for you to always fumble it at at the, at the most crucial moments, it's 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 it's, it's kind of worrying. And I don't know if he's if he's gonna stay, Brian. You say he's gonna definitely stay, but he's got ten months left on his contract. Um, definitely probably will finish the season, but will he stay after that? We will never know, especially with every. You know, with Charles going to uh, probably finish at the top of the log, I don't know if he's gonna if he's gonna survive. So I mean, where would he go? <laughs> so, but that I, you never know. You maybe you may Perlo doesn't work out next season. Um, but it's for me. It's, it's Pep. We need to look at Pep because he's brilliant, and we 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 give him props for you know shouting at or coaching players on the field, and his brilliance tactically and how you City play against the Burnleys of this world. But then when it comes to Brah, you win here, you're in the semi-final, final, you win the whole tournament. Man messes it up, and we can even go further than that uh, to, to his buying days. So, hey, man, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> But, hey, let's see, let's see if he will also, you know, uh, keep up with the times of, of modern football. Of, you know, maybe, you know, just backing your, your stars. Because, I mean, the brain even said, first half was a waste. I don't know what they were doing. So, there was a bear back mm. three. It's a bit, yeah, no. It was, it was content. I don't even understand why he just, like, um, some support. Uh, Garcia looked to be cast aside a little exactly. bit with the, with the announcement that he's not going to sign a new contract. And then you bring it in for, like, the biggest game of his career, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, a bit weird. Uh. Like, yo, know, right, so it should, should, yeah, I don't know. But obviously, Pep is, is Pep, so I'm sure he's not getting much grief at that city. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure they're going to react in the transfer market now. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's get to the main topic, Brian. Please, man. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it's transitioning from Pep to his, the last side he won a Champions League with. Uh, yes. Barcelona. I won't lie. I was, I was pretty sure Bayern were going to win, but damn. Bruh. They really... They really, really put a statement out there. 8-2. And I told you um, guys, you're laughing at Chelsea getting hit by Bayern. Ha! Yo! <laughs> you guys are lucky they, 
They're already <laughs> chilling, though. That's the thing. They already knew, ah, these guys Listen. already Listen. beat them three now at Stanford Bridge. Let's just chill. And even that game, they <laughs> fucked us off the clock. Even in that game, like, uh, the first leg was... And I don't know, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hans, Hans Flick needs to get a lot of uh, um, props for, for what he's doing with that side. Because they are not playing the same football they played uh, before December. Yeah, but Kovac is nonsense. But, but like, look, but Brian, like, uh, Davies, I mean, even Thiago looks like, a, uh, uh, you know, he's Barcelona days even. So, I, I don't know. He definitely, um, just the pace that they play, it's in that whole high line. I mean, Alaba at centre-back, you're thinking, ah, there's the hole. He even got a own goal, but they were very smiling, like, yeah, don't worry, Jim. He's going to go Maybe back. Defense, I feel like, I feel like you can... You can, you can, you can, you, you can, can have them. You can. Boateng and, and Alaba. You can. That's the thing. But the way they play as a team, the way they play as a team, like and mm. with characters like Muller, like even Lewandowski is a kind of character on the field. They make sure they work. Even Thiago in the middle, of it, they work hard, bro. Like see, they run. Eh? Like even in that game, we say they chilled against Chelsea in the second leg, but they ran their socks off and they played proper football. So it's 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 like you take a Lewandowski, you put him in in a well-oiled machine. Like that, no wonder he got forty-three goals this season. But what yeah. did uh, what did Muller say before the Chelsea game? Um, one start the game, it was an old thing. Yeah, apparently, but I don't can't believe all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but nah. I just wanted to note their their man- mentality to start a game like yeah. that to sort of put a statement like, "Yo, we're not here to play around," and. Not even Messi could save Barca, and that's saying something. That's the, a the, serious the, team. The, the problem with this Barcelona team is that they've been on the decline since Neymar left. There's been an issue. Now they haven't been great, but the fact that they've been winning La Liga makes people think to themselves, "Oh, you know what? Barcelona is still a threat, or Barcelona is still a good team." Yeah. Or no, Barcelona has been a crap team since 2015. And Messi's been the only good thing going for that club since since then, for the past five or so years. And now they're being exposed. They're being exposed like Griezmann. Griezmann sucks, personally. And I think that at Atletico, it just worked for him. He's being exposed Perfect. at Barcelona. Uh, they get rid of Arthur for Pjanic. Uh, Arthur's 24 years old. And they're aging the squad even more. This is an old squad. They can't do what they could do anymore. Uh, every manager that comes in, they're too scared to change the system. So they're going to try and play uh, a system of tikka-taka that they don't know how to play. Uh, but they're doing that because they're scared of the higher ups and they're scared of getting fired. But lo and behold, Kike Setien is getting fired any day now. Um, and that club is just run by a bunch of fools. That's what it is. And every single person from the top down to the bottom, certain players, etc., they all need to leave the club. They need to leave the club if they want to <laughs> save it because, goodness gracious, that game was just a result of everything that was building up after five years. And I mean, with a wild-old machine like this Bayern team, this Bayern team is as strong as uh, that team that won with Yepankis, the treble-winning side. Maybe even stronger. I don't know. I don't see any team beating these guys if they're all focused. And they've got such a large depth of their squad. Like there, there was no way Barcelona was going to win, but eight two, that's that's yeah. embarrassing. That's embarrassing, 
And, oh, my goodness, just thinking about it gets me so upset. And I hope Messi leaves. I hear we're in the market for a right winger, so <laughs> Messi would fit right ni- very nicely in the Man United squad. And uh, I definitely, <laughs> I would, I don't think it's going to happen, but I'd love to see Messi leave. Um, I just think he can't, or oh, this is what I wanted to sort of dissect. I just want to, there needs to be some sort of transparency going on around the Barcelona. Who's making these signings? You hear that Abidal is quite a smart um, man, but the signings just don't match with that. Um, who's making Who's making the signings? It's definitely not the manager. It's the president. Is it Messi? And I <laughs> might sound like crazy saying, or maybe I do believe there is an element of Messi running things there, and I just think he needs to go. He needs to go and just. Get a new lease of Wait. life. I feel like he's just comfortable there. And everything cannot revolve around him if Barca want to move forward. Sorry, Moepi, what did you want to say? No, no, no. I was going to ask, like, like where where does a man like Messi even go, bro? And I think, like, Gabriel touched on it that, that this club has been in a proper shambles for the last five years. Like, I think it's one of the very few clubs where we know there's, like, a literal fight for power at board level and elections are coming up. So now antics are starting to, to, to set out in, in, in public and shit. Like it's actually very embarrassing that we know about their, their, their board problems and they're always acting out for, 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 for Messi and all these things. And, but like, where does a man like Messi go, bro? Like, I think, I think that's his house. That's a problem. That's his house, Brian. You can't leave now. He's trapped. Yeah, but then I think he needs to adapt to what comes in. I think right. do you think if it's rumored that mm. Kuman comes in, then he needs to he needs to adapt to it. He needs to do what's right for the team and not what's right but for Brian, Messi, basically. But, but, but Brian, uh, Messi, Messi, I think to, to get to the crux of this matter, Messi has never been the problem at Barcelona. for me, like I don't think I agree. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't recall many managers blaming Messi, like like some maybe would with Ronaldo in terms of style of play. I don't remember many managers blaming having a Messi type player in your team being a problem in terms of how you want to uh, approach the game. But for me, you, you you hit the nail right on the head, Brian, by saying the problem is who the hell is bringing in these players. Just talking about transfers, <laughs> around that time, um, they, they, they sold Neymar, and um, just even before they sold Neymar, where they bought, brought in guys like Mtiti, Dinya, Gomez, Silison, and, 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 and Alcacer. Literally, Mtiti is the only gent who's still at the club from, mm. from that group. And that's what's like... Gary Mina. <laughs> this is literally three, four years ago. Now, and even exactly, and then you even, and then the guys like Dembele. I mean, surely someone at 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 Barcelona could have done more research to see what kind of physicality a player like Dembele can handle. Because you can't tell me this is only he's he's such a naughty boy that he can't even stay fit. Because for me, like <laughs> a guy like that who like hell of a lot of talent, but his body is like he's just proper skinny guy but he's even skinnier than a guy like um, Mbappe and then you ask yourself yo how will you even survive Mbappe's already skinny but you come on another level so but stuff like that but who makes these decisions who brings in a guy like Semedo telling him you're going to come from Benfica and you will go slot in straight into Barcelona and you will ball out like it's it's oh, I don't know because mm-hmm. like and Abidal who's I don't know Abidal goes straight upstairs you know and um 
the whole name of the book and how they've handled that. You get the fight that they had. Horrible. <laughs> like, exactly. On <laughs> The fact that, and that's the only way you can say uh, Messi has played a role in terms of uh, upsetting the Apple card. But Messi has never okay, been. But he's not even a vocal. I wanna, I'm, not, I'm not saying that Messi would be a bad Apple in the team, but mm. I want to actually ask Gabriel this. But I do think that if you look at right now the Barcelona team, I don't think they play that real total or tiki taka yeah. yeah type type of football. So that's that. And you look at Argentina where they have they, I don't think they have a really notable notable style of play. But do, I think it does cloud a little bit of the manager's judgments when they um, come in and they they don't set up a system and they just say hey we have Messi. Mm. And you can just put the pieces around him. Um, like I think, if Barcelona want to get a new striker, um, they'll immediately think, "Hey, will will Messi want Suarez to leave?" I mean, they're best of friends. <laughs> I-, <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. I-, I think it's somewhat. Look, um, this is something that I'd been thinking about for for some time with regards to football and players, etc. Um, I think it's it's something that a manager should look at. Obviously, he's got a system; he knows who will fit in his system, etc. But I think that he should probably go to the senior players who are in your squad. It doesn't have to be too many; maybe three or four senior players who start every game, who play every game, and ask them, "Look, this is my idea for getting this guy." do you think that we'll be able to play with this guy, you know, and then get the feedback of a senior player, especially if these guys have the influence on the field, like what Messi does, because if Messi can't play with these guys, then whatever you're hoping for these guys being able to play around Messi is just not going to work, you know? So Barcelona is just one example, like uh, Griezmann. It's clear that, uh, man, I keep going back to him. Maybe it's just uh, a personal like prejudice that I have against this guy. But this, he's a fraud. <laughs> you know? He's a fraud. I think the same thing uh, happened with Zlatan as well. Exactly. And um, <laughs> I think that maybe just be like, look, guys, this is my idea. This is how I'm playing, right? And I think that it'll work if we get... This sort of player coming in, I'm thinking of this guy. Do you know him? Is he a troublemaker? I'm sure that you guys are all in communication or you know someone who knows him. Ask about him. Is he going to want to leave the club after one season? What's he like if he doesn't get his way? What's he like if his morale is low? Is he going to still be able to score if you feed him the ball? You know, things like that. I think it's important to communicate with every like the the entire like your whole club you know all the team members the staff members etc because at the end of the day you want this thing to work together like a wild old machine and um, <clears throat> i'm looking at bayern's side and i'm thinking to myself these guys are probably all really happy they probably have jokes with the manager he was a player himself as so he he knows what it's like to be in the dressing room you know, so they probably all really happy. They don't mind the 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 rotation system that he has because that squad depth is just wild, you know. And you can see that it's working really well. So why is that not something that other managers also look to have? Other managers try and make it happen because right. at the end of the day, the, how you perform on the field is what's going to run your club essentially. 
Brian, just just on just on what Gabriel was saying, how current is that idea though of 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 Barcelona playing the Barcelona way in 2020? Because I'm sure by now, like if you just I'm just thinking now the Barcelona way, 2009 2008 to probably 20 until until Pep left that Barcelona way total possession and they, if they lose the ball they hand it back immediately. How current is that system now in terms of because for me that's what I think managers struggle with when they go to Barcelona because they go there they play their way it might suit but like Setien was hoping of ah you know he plays Barcelona where he knows how, how we play he obviously but every coach has their own specific style of play the obviously it'll fit hopefully it'll fit Barcelona but is that thing for me don't, don't you think it puts a bit of unwanted pressure on a manager where you're coming into a job managing firstly managing a big club like Barcelona big players Messi and all that but now you're also being sort of told hey listen you know you play this way but Barcelona plays this way, and our fans play that and, and, and this specific way. And for me, and I think managers have been, obviously, used, as you say, Brian, that football is not really the same now, but I think they kind of caught in between, you know, that Barcelona needs to play this way, or, you know, let's, let's, because just look last season, what happened? First leg against Liverpool, 3-0. But they didn't play that well. Like, even in the, in the end of that match, they, uh, Barcelona were under pressure, like they were not the side three, no. But then, like for me, that's what I'm just saying. So it's a bit tough. Never mind dealing with Messi. But Kuman is gonna come in there, and he might have his own. And you can't tell with Kuman. No, but Barcelona. I think the thing with Kuman, I think that he does obviously he's uh, a um, yes, Barcelona yes, old boy, so he has yeah. those type of yeah. But I think it's I think that's more a problem with the 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 boardroom because. Valverde came from Bilbao, who play a completely different style, mm-hmm. as they have that same sort of attachment uh, to their style like Barcelona does. Bilbao have a different style of that Mourinho aggressive style because they don't have the technical players that um, yeah. Barcelona has and they can't really go and sign them, so they use what they've got. And now you bring in this guy and expect him to grow into that type of manager at Barcelona and I think they got it right with uh, Enrique because they played brilliant football with him and I think that they kind of saw that uh, with Setien at uh, Betis because he did play that kind of football but is it too much of a is too much of an ask for him to now come to Barcelona like but (laughs) sorry as you say definitely uh, the recruitment is a massive uh, uh, reason why Barcelona aren't where they used to be because from from that generation where Pep was dominating with his Barcelona old boys or his uh, youth team, whatever, La Masia boys, after that, when they had to now get other players, replace Xavi, replace Iniesta, replace... Uh, besides Neymar, I don't think they've, they've hit the nail at all. Like, even... like Until, like, even... 2015 was the last time they won the Champions League and that was the last time they had I mean the, the likes of Busquets were still performing pretty well Messi was obviously out of his world at that point and they had Neymar on top of the game Iniesta was still there Xavi I think if I'm not mistaken was still on the team after that they've been cuck let's, let's be honest and you said the, the, <laughs> the, the mm-hmm. league league trophies have blinded them and you know Real Madrid are focusing on, on Champions League but they've been cuck since, since when, when they've had to replace that generation, they've been shit. And I think, like, I, I just want to make a point in terms of style of play. I think, as we've seen with Ajax and absolutely Barcelona, even before uh, Pep, 
everyone, every every style of football has their turn almost. And I think now we we in that phase where the Liverpool style of football, Leipzig style of football, even Lyon in a way how they played uh, um, um, against City. That you know even Bayern definitely Bayern because how they hunt for the ball with the high line pressure pressure pressure. I think that's more in now than you know the pass 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 control 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 wait for the. Uh, uh, gaps to open up, and I think that's where Barcelona are kind of you know struggling at the moment. It's just that that football they play, man, and I think it's so embedded in the club. It's hard to to, to just. Simply but I don't really, it. I don't really like that. Everyone, I'm not saying that that's what you're saying, but I don't like the fact that everyone thinks people should play a certain style of football in general. I think. Mm the beauty of and that's why I like rugby a lot so much because there's so many different styles that coaches play and no one obviously the most the best way to play rugby is play running right running rugby running rugby pass the ball around score tries but the beauty of it is playing a, a, a bull side who are more physical and prefer to kick around and I do think that Barca I read actually I read actually an article um that said there is no sort of United way anymore or West Ham mm-hmm. way or Arsenal way and um, managers or clubs who just do what they can now because as you can see with Arsenal, there's so much pressure on Arteta to bring Arsenal back to the Arsenal way and I think mm-hmm. that's there is a beauty in it but it's kind of to his detriment as well trying to force things a little bit because he doesn't have the players to play that type of way at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. Barca, Barca are pretty... Trouble. They're not looking mm. good for... Right. Right. Well. That club, uh, they might, they might, They're going to finish 10th. <laughs> yeah. But also, just the last <laughs> thing on La Liga and Barca. Do you guys think... I mean, there have been... Okay, even this season, La Liga was there for the taking... And Simeone could say, hey, let's forget about the Champions League. I know you haven't won it, but it's a little bit out of our reach. We've tried and tried again. Let's win the La Liga. I mean, he's won it once. Uh, it was 2014 when there was absolute mm. shambles going on and <laughs> not again. Like, that's it's, it's pretty shocking for a guy who's regarded as a top, top manager. And he's the highest paid manager in world football right now, if I'm not mistaken. Hey. Yeah, it's pretty up there. Yeah, I think he's but, even higher. I think he's yeah. I think he's paid even more than Pep. You you wow. can't you can't really blame him, for Brian. I mean, he's dealing with uh, like other level of resources at, when it comes to Real Madrid and and Barcelona. Just nah. I mean, they took. But you've got Also, went and took and and paid a hundred million for 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 their best striker. So like like just things like that. It, it they've happened. People, we've we've poached their best players. A lot of clubs have poached Lita. their best players. You know, Lita, Lita. So but like, they also I mean, paid they like over hundred million for Jao Felix, isn't it? Yeah, they they, did. No, exactly. So it's not they, like they just they, yeah, they don't just let these things go. Mm. They've been. I'm not saying oh. they should have won four La Ligas. I'm saying they've been windows of, of opportunity for them to yeah. take advantage of. But the this season, Zidane was always focused on that. <clears throat> this season was always going to be tough. No, but they were shocking yeah, at, but... at the start of the season. <laughs> yeah, and then they came back, and then they went on an unbeaten run. <laughs> like it was, and the thing is, even if, but but look where, like just Atletico. I think 
also it comes back maybe possibly to the style of play um, of, of a Simeone because I don't think, I don't know if he's, I don't know, because it's quite tough for players, especially the, particularly the players he has now in this, in this crop of Atletico players. I don't think they can go every game at the intensity that he wants them to play at. And the coach that he is, he, he's not, I, he tried to play expansive in the beginning and it didn't start well at the beginning of the season. And I think that's why they, they almost tried to not make Champions League for the first time in a while. Um, but eventually did. So, like, he, he only knows one way and he's, he's been successful in, in one way. And the players that he has now, he tries them in the Jean Phoenix, 100 million, firstly, crazy. And then secondly, the type of player he is too. He's even, I think he's even probably even struggling now to, to, to really play in a, to really flourish in a, in a dissimilar side. So it's all those factors. He, he is an elite coach, but probably always at that substandard, you know, not, not top, 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 top. Yeah. He's dead, bro. He's dead. <laughs> him, him and his brother Jose. Nah, bro. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure a couple of years ago, um, I think it was just yeah, when Griezmann yeah. was actually supposed to leave for Barcelona. Hey, when he was supposed to leave for Barcelona, like the the Atletico players, I think there was a feeling that like they like Simeone is out of ideas now. Like it's she's not working more, and I think they actually wanted a change. But then the club stuck with him. But in like, come on, bro, it's dead. And you can't, you can't blame. They can't play poor and shit like that right now. Nah, they are right, bro. Like in 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 terms of 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 a top European club, they're doing alright financially. Obviously, you can't compare them to a Barcelona. But they, they, don't tell me that he's had financial restrictions, bro. He 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 he's he's a dead man, bro. Yeah, I think. But he spends uh, money he's, he gets from player sales, so. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, he's made some good signings. Lodi is a, a class left back. I think Trippier worked well. Um, Lamar's another flop, though. Yeah. Uh, Carrasco, yeah. bring him back. Look so at it's that, not bro. all dead, but uh, yeah, Gabriel, I want to start with you as well. Now, um, Lita, you can save your hate for later. I was about to say, we've gone, <laughs> we've gone 56 minutes so we've got to go topic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uncalled for that. Come on, come on. Uh, United, I mean, I, I, you could pretty much see it through the game. We scored an early goal. Typical United, backed off, missed. Um, I wouldn't say they backed off, but they became complacent a little bit. Maybe not as ruthless in front of goal. And Sevilla does what Sevilla does and they're in the final again look like it's this this goes back to what i was saying a little bit earlier uh when i said in moments of not necessarily paying great then you start looking for or in a match where you don't necessarily play great you start looking for moments and in terms of the goal we conceded you can now start picking and choosing like you can see what we need. Um, personally, I feel like we need a new manager, but he's not going anywhere. So I've, I've accepted that. Um, I just think that he, I, I hope it changes, but he doesn't learn from his previous mistakes or he doesn't learn from previous matches. Um, so starting with him, first and foremost, I don't know what took him so long to make the changes that he needed to make. Rashford was poor. 
Okay, Rashford was very poor. Greenwood fizzled out towards the end as well. And Williams couldn't even run anymore. The kid was like, he, he was gasping and uh, breathing hard, whatever it is, but he couldn't. So why was he still on the field 20 minutes longer than he should have been? You know, and that I, I put that down to Ole. I think he started, the, the game started well. The team selection wasn't bad. I think that bringing on Fred was a good idea because he had a lot of energy and pace and he did a lot to stop Sevilla's um, attack. We could see that their game against, um, sorry, remind me, who did Sevilla play? Uh, Roma. Yeah, well, yeah, their game against um, the game against them, they they played really well and they were just struggling to break down the defense, which they eventually did. But they weren't really able to play that style of football until later on in the second half, and I think that's because of Fred. Um, but there were some things that I noticed. We have no creativity on the on the wings, so I think that Jaden Sancho is a must. It's a tricky situation because Man United shouldn't fold to everybody hiking up prices because it's Man United. Uh, but it's a must. It's a must. We need somebody creative up front. Our fullbacks are a big problem. I think that Williams was at fault for the first goal. He was just absolutely... And he's done that so many times this season where he's just so far out of position that we can get punished. And that's what happened. And then one bisaka I don't know what he was doing for that second goal. Yes, you can blame Lindelof, but his back was towards the ball or the, his back was towards the defender, you know, so he can't see what's going on. But one Bisaka is looking straight at this man, yet he allows him to run past him like that. Get in front of him, you know, he's the last attacker that's there. Get in front of him. You can see Lindelof can't see him, you know, and... Uh, you know, it just it, it sums up a lot of the problems that we have in this club. And if we don't fix it in the next two weeks, then there's no ways we're going to finish third next season. Yeah, I think um, there might be a touch on that um, with the Smalling situation where a lot of... From the place where hardcore is beautiful. <laughs> 